Welcome to the Creating Your Beautiful Life podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Hansen. I'm an invisible illness warrior, kidney transplant recipient, speech and language expert, mom to four, and life coach for people who have gone through incredible health challenges. On this podcast, I teach you how to move forward from difficulty and disappointment into joy and abundance as you take charge of creating your own beautiful life. Hey guys, how's it going in your neck of the woods? It is so pretty outside right now. I am looking out my bedroom window and I love living in Ohio, especially right now. All of the leaves have turned yellow and it's been a little bit windy. So pretty much every time I look out my window, there's a gust of wind and it is blowing huge swirls of yellow leaves down on the ground. It feels like a snowstorm of yellow leaves. So anyway, so pretty. I do feel like I could live in a tropical climate for the rest of my life. So for me to embrace fall is a big thing because <laughs> in my mind, you know, I used to think oh, it's getting colder. I don't like fall, but I'm starting to really see why so many people love fall. Okay. So welcome to the podcast today. I had the chance to teach a class about indecision and goal setting, and I thought I would share what I learned with you guys today. So I'm really excited to share this topic. So the first thing is I want to share a quote with you from an author, Brian Valentine, and he says, what is a decision? It's a tool to remove confusion. Are you confused? If so, then make the decision and let's move on. Okay. So before we get started, I know I've been telling you guys how important it is to be focused on what you're thinking because it's creating your entire life. It's creating everything that you're seeing. Your thoughts create your feelings. You act from your feelings, from how you're feeling, and then your actions give you your results. So I want you to be pondering this thought throughout the podcast. The faster I make a decision, the less confusion I have. It's the ultimate confusion buster is to make a decision, go all in. Okay. I think a lot of times we think that there's a lot of stuff outside of us that's happening. There's work schedules, school schedules, maybe church activities, community things. There's a lot of things pressing in for our time, for our calendar, a lot of decisions to be made. And I think that we think that these decisions come from outside of us, that all of these people are thrusting these things on us that we've got to decide about. And it's just really not true. We think too, that if we could just make that right decision, that we would get rid of confusion. But confusion's a feeling. And feelings, they're created by our thinking. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about why our brains like to be confused. But Like I said, first, I want you to just imagine, think about this. It's like, there's no such thing as a right or a wrong decision. And there's moral things. I'm not talking about that. I'm like, should should my kid go to this school or this school? Or should they take from this piano teacher? Or should we do swim team? Like, there's this is not a moral imperative, right? But our brains think that confusion is helping us. And why? Why do our brains think that confusion is a good thing to stay in? Now, it's because of this thing that's called a motivational triad. Now, our brains like to be safe. They have three purposes. Our brains want to keep us safe. 
Brains don't want to expend energy, any extra energy. They want to seek pleasure. Evolutionarily, those things have helped us. They've kept us protected. They've moved our species forward. And so that's what our brain's like. If we can stay in confusion, it keeps us safe because we don't have to make a decision. We don't have to go out into the jungle and do something scary. We're safe. We're not going to die, right? (laughs) If we are confused and we don't make a decision, we don't have to expend the energy. If I just am like confused about which hobby I should start and I don't start any of them, my brain likes that because it means that I don't have to learn something new and potentially get hurt and, you know, expend all that extra energy. And then if we're confused, if I don't want to take any steps forward on my business, then I can continue to seek pleasure instead. If I don't know what I'm supposed to do next, might as well just go sit on the couch and watch some Netflix, eat some ice cream, seek that pleasure. That's my favorite thing to do anyway. (laughs) So, okay. So what can we do? Well, we can really understand and really be onto ourselves about why we aren't making a decision. Okay. So we moved into our house at the end of December last year, and my daughter shares a room with my little son, and it, it's needed some renovations since we've moved in. It's got some old carpet. The wallpaper is like the cream colored with the flowers and has like a border with a basket with the pink and blue flowers inside. You, you get the picture. You know the kind that I'm talking about. So for so long, though, I've been putting this off. I haven't been moving forward on actually renovating her room. Why am I doing that? Why am I not making a decision? I'm not making a decision because of what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, I don't know how to renovate a room. I don't know how to redo floors. This is going to probably cost a lot of money. I don't know that we have it in our budget right now to redo an entire room All of those thoughts are creating the indecision for me, that feeling of indecision, confusion. Okay, so a few weeks, maybe like a month ago, I was on the phone with my sister and while I was talking to her, we were talking about my daughter's room and talking with her helped to foster some curiosity for me. It helped to get me into a different headspace because she started asking me questions like, Well, what's under the carpet? (laughs) Why don't you pull some up? (laughs) I was like, you can do that? I didn't know you could do that. We looked in in the closet of the bedroom and we saw there was hardwood floor in the closet and there was hardwood floor in the hallway. I was like, I don't know. Maybe there's just hardwood floor under this carpet. Who knows? So I did. I started to pull some up. And of course, my husband's a little freaking out because he's like, we have no plan. But... We had no plan before because we weren't doing anything, right? Making the decision to really go in on that curiosity, that was moving forward. That was the way that I was going to learn how to renovate her room. Just thinking about how I don't know how wasn't moving us forward. So like I said before, I was making decisions about her room. I was operating out of indecision, fear, and scarcity. Because I was thinking thoughts like, we don't have enough money for this right now, or this is going to cost too much, or I don't know how to replace carpet. And like I said, I borrowed some of my sister's thoughts and feelings 
some curiosity and anticipation and determination by adopting some of these thoughts, like, I wonder what's under there. I wonder how this will look when it's done. I already started, so I might as well keep going. It's not the decision that keeps us from moving forward. It's the way that you are thinking about the decision that helps you to move forward or not. So when I started making decisions like committing to pull up the carpet or take down the wallpaper and actually followed through on them, the next challenge presented itself. I had no idea that the carpet was nailed into strips stapled into the floor. It wasn't until I started pulling up the carpet that I saw how easy it was and I started doing it step by step. Doing it made the confusion going away. Making the decision to do it made the confusion disappear. I could still keep staring at the carpet, but it's not until I start ripping it apart and following through on my decision to take it out that I can see the next layer. Like, oh, look, there's some padding under it. Okay, now there's these strips. Now I know what the next decision is to make. And I can do a little bit at a time. If I were to try to figure out how to remove carpet without knowing what was underneath, I'd never figure it out without deciding to just go all in and do it. What changed for me was when I began to have a vision of what I wanted this room to look like. I began writing down in my journal. I noticed this over a few weeks before I talked to my sister. I kept writing down in my journal. My daughter's room was renovated and I began to make Pinterest boards and envision it. I was thinking about how my daughter's name is Aspen, like a tree, and she likes the outdoors. And I wanted something that would be fun for my son too. They both really like climbing trees, her especially. And I started thinking about how I can make the nature outside come inside. And I started getting really excited about this prospect of renovating this room. And that's because I was thinking about it so much, envisioning it. That's why I was actually talking to my sister about it on the phone that day. It's how I felt about the room from what I was thinking that created my actions. So what does this have to do with goal creation? Well, everything. So I think that people get afraid to set goals. And if that's you, I would really be curious about it. I would be pondering and questioning, why don't I want to make a goal? Is it because you're afraid of failing? Should go back to some of my other podcasts if that's it. You're afraid that you're not going to pick the right goal, that maybe there is a right goal out there and you're just missing the right one. So, what is the first thing that you need to do in order to create a goal? I believe the first thing is being willing to dream, just like I did with my daughter's room. I started to envision what it could look like and I started to create it mentally in my mind and get really excited about it before I even made a goal. How often do you let yourself dream about any area in your life? How often do you let your mind wander to the best case scenario of what you actually want? That's a skill and it's a really interesting skill too. So if there's something that you are feeling called towards something that you have a desire for, let yourself dream about what you want it to look like. Okay. Because dreaming that gave me clarity about, Oh, I think I want to get some nature wallpaper. I want to do something new with their bookcase. All of these different things started to to happen in my mind because 
I was dreaming about what the future was going to look like. And the future didn't entail her room staying how it was. Clarity makes it easier to make decisions. So go deeply into that dream phase and in your mind, create the outcome that you actually want. So you've heard me talk about the model before. And with the model, we have our circumstance, the facts of a situation, and we have our thinking about the facts. Our thoughts create our feelings, feelings create our action, and our action creates our result. So no matter what we're doing, if you're alive and breathing and thinking, you're already creating outcomes. Are you creating outcomes on purpose though? And that's the point of a goal. It allows you to focus on creating the outcome you really want. So while you're dreaming, you want to look at something that's going to stretch you because that's the growth that you need to get to, to get to the next level that you're after. So achieving a goal, doesn't make you better. Not achieving your goal doesn't make you worse. You're already 100% worthy, 100% acceptable, 100% lovable, everything. Okay. So the achievement of the goal isn't what makes you feel a certain way. It's the way you're thinking about your goal once you've finished it. That's showing you what you really want to feel. So I really want you to think about that. What do you want to feel once you've achieved your goal? What do you need to be thinking now to experience that feeling now? Okay. For me personally, I realized that whenever I think about achieving a goal and why do I want to achieve that goal? And a lot of the times the answer for myself is, well, I want to be proud of myself. And so for me, that feeling of pride in a good way, not that a pride that I'm better than other people. It's like, I'm amazing. And so is everyone else. I want to see that. I want to feel that. I want to feel pride in my efforts and myself and in pride in everyone else. But when I think, oh, I want to feel proud of myself, I need to be thinking thoughts that generate that feeling of pride and accomplishment and well-being because those feelings are going to generate my best actions that I'll take towards reaching my goal. Okay. So once the dream phase is over, here's the second step. This is the time for you to get specific in your goal. You want to make sure that you have a time frame for your goal and a very specific outcome. So the clearer you are, the clearer it's going to become to you when you achieve that goal. So for example, even with this podcast, I had to make some goals to be able to do this podcast. So I know that if by a certain date that I will have recorded and put out X amount of podcasts. I already have that written down. I've got that somewhere. I know what my goal is for the podcast. Okay. So that brings me to the next part of that is writing it down. You want to write down your goals. And if it's in your head, it's just not the same. It's just not the same as having it written down in a place that you're going to see all the time so that you're constantly reminded of what you're focusing on because whatever you focus your brain on is what your brain is going to think about. That's why it's so good to have a goal because our brains, you know, they kind of want to do their own thing. But once we have a goal, it constrains our focus so that we can really go all in it. Okay. 
So as you're finalizing the goal you pick, you want to go all in on only one goal. I know that some of you are going to be like, no, this is not okay. (laughs) I've got a lot of areas. I've got a lot of things I need to fix. Okay. But this is what I see when people do that. If you have several big goals that you're working on at once, I see people start to do what I call goal buffering. So buffering is a concept of when you are doing something to distract yourself from feeling a feeling and it gives you a net negative in your life. Probably do a whole podcast on buffering. It's a great topic. Okay. But what happens is that you go forward on one goal and you start to make a little bit of progress and then something hard comes up. And because you don't want to feel that emotion that's coming from your thinking about that hard thing that's happening, pivot over and do another goal and then do another goal and do another goal. You'll move everything forward just a little bit. But what you're really missing out on is the advantage of what you get from having a really true focus on something. So if you think about a magnifying glass, like you could take a magnifying glass and like go through a room and like examine closely every little object in the whole room. You could see a lot of different things. But if you take the magnifying glass outside and you harness the power of the sun, you can get that focus from the magnifying glass and the sun to literally start a fire. And that's the same thing with goals. It might feel be good to be working on a lot of things, but you're not getting the power that you get from constraining yourself to only one goal. When you are willing to feel those hard things for that one goal and you're willing to feel it and you move through it, that's when you start to see really huge progress on your goals. And it's funny too, if you've heard the old saying, when the tide comes in, all ships rise, it's the same thing. Once you start really working on one goal and going all in on that one thing, all of the areas of your life are going to improve. And that's because you're bringing intention to your life. You bring it intention to one area, it can't help but go to the other areas. I don't know if any of you guys are Dave Ramsey fans, but I used to listen to his podcast a lot. And I can't tell you how many people would call in and tell him that they had paid off crazy amounts of debt. And almost all of them, I don't know how, but I do know how. When they would pay off all of those debts, they would end up losing lots of weight too. And like I said, it's just that intention, like all of the areas of your life improve by just going all in on one. Okay. So after you get clarity about your goal, the next step is to identify the obstacles. What's going to keep you from reaching that goal? It could be you don't think you have enough time. could be different people in your life having different expectations of you. For me, when you think about back to that carpet analogy, well, one of the obstacles is I don't know what's under the carpet. So once you have a list of the obstacles, this is where the magic of the goal setting comes in because then you can use that obstacle to create a strategy. And so many times we think that the how is so hard. It's usually not as hard as we're making it be. So I'm like, if an obstacle for me is that I don't know what's under the carpet, the strategy is just as simple as going to look at what's under the carpet. Like I said, we think the how is going to be so hard, but when you really see what your obstacles are and you go to make the strategies, to overcome the obstacles, 
the path becomes very clear and it becomes easy to make the decisions and not hang out in indecision. Okay, so the next step, and this is something that I've talked about in previous podcasts as well, is to let yourself feel all of the feelings. I'm talking about the positive, comfortable ones, as well as the negative and uncomfortable ones. When you let yourself truly process any emotion, all emotions, it opens up the pathway for what you should do next. Because when you're thinking, I don't know what to do, you're feeling indecision, you're, you're probably doing some of those buffering actions, distracting yourself because you are thinking, I don't know what to do. And then your result is that you continue to not know what to do. Like you're proving to yourself, you don't know what to do. And then you're stuck. But if you learn how to process some of that fear, process some of that scarcity and see that it's your mind that's creating it, not the business, not the goal, not the losing weight, whatever it is, that's not what's creating it. It's you thinking, I don't know. And you determining to think on a different level, to grow into a different area, that's what's going to get you unstuck. So be sure we live in a 50-50 world. Like there's opposition in all things. If we didn't know happy, we wouldn't know sad, right? So you're going to have some hard parts that you're going to go through on the way to this goal, to achieving this goal that you have set for yourself, but that's the growth that's worth having. Okay. And then this is the last step evaluate and celebrate. Because once you get to the end of the time frame of whatever you've set for your goal, if you've set a really clear goal, you're going to know if you've achieved it or not. And whether or not you have achieved it doesn't make you a better or a worse person. I think that it uplevels your skills and your thinking, but whether or not you've achieved it, you better go celebrate. Go see yourself for going out there and doing something and trying to grow yourself in a way that you hadn't before. So another caveat that I will say is if you're evaluating, did I actually meet this goal? Yes or no. Now don't consider yourself a failure. If you haven't, go back and listen to that previous podcast, a couple of them on failing. If you have failed at reaching your goal, don't drop what you have for the criteria for your goal. Extend the deadline. Give yourself a little bit more time because it was always an estimate anyway. If we knew how to do it, it wouldn't be a goal. Give yourself a little bit more time, but hold yourself to the same standard because when you hold yourself to that same criteria, that is where the growth happens. That's where the expansion happens. That's where the sweet spot happens. Okay, I hope that you have enjoyed this podcast on goal setting. And I hope that it's made you think a little bit differently about indecision and how you can go after the things that you actually want by really dreaming about it and recognizing that they are possible. All right. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're looking for a life coach to work with, what are you waiting for? Let's coach together today. Hope you have a wonderful week creating beauty wherever you go.